you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. With me, personally with me, right across the table from me is Kevin. You're so used to hearing phones coming in and out, internet not working that great. I'll tell you, the yeah. devil is in the electronics, Kevin. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It makes it a lot better to be right here with you talking into a mic wait, right next to your mic, bro. Oh, yeah. And right just a couple feet from me, folks, I'm looking at a green screen. We have missionaries coming in. We're, we're going to be taking great pictures, great videos, great photos. Everybody's going to be looking their best and smiling their sweetest. And uh, pray for our family week that comes up here next week. It's a busy, busy week, getting ready for them, preparing curriculum for them, uh, putting together a standard operating procedure on things we do. Before we move forward on that, you know where we are. We're at fourth grade riddles. And and let me tell you, the Bible riddles, and we got a tough one right here on Kevin right now. It's a which book, Kevin? So think about this. Which book of the major prophets is the easiest to understand? Of the major prophets. So, um, Major prophet. Um, it's a, okay, and it's a play on words. Yeah, it's a play on words. Okay, brother. okay. Um, man, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting it, brother. Help, Ezekiel. Easy. I didn't. <laughs> I'm the only one I didn't get to. Man, I'm telling you, it's uh, it's the only one. And I knew he was. I I thought any minute. This is what's going on in my mind. I thought any minute uh, that Kevin's just going to pop Ezekiel out because he was going through the Book of Major Prophets and he went right up to him. You know, he, <laughs> he he went right up there. He 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 just he flirted with it right there. So so every day, you guys have noticed for the last couple of weeks, we're going to continue this going. We'll probably go over some of the same characteristics, and that's okay. But today we're talking about apathy, a characteristic of people with PTSD suffer from. And if we think about apathy, it's like I don't care. I don't know. There's no enthusiasm. There's no concern. Uh, there's no hey, I want to do this. God did this for me. I want to make a mistake. Apathy's like like saying, you know, man, I got nothing there. It's just not worth it to me. I have nothing there. Uh, things like that. And you know, the Bible says in Revelations 3, 15 and 16, I know thy works that thou neither, neither are cold nor hot. I would thou work cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. And, and you know, there's a big danger here about being lukewarm. Uh, having an apathetic faith, having an apathy. There's a danger. The danger is, is God's going to spew your ministry and what you're trying to do right out of his mouth. And folks, I found out a long time ago, if you walk that fence, if you don't care, if you're not all in, you're going to fall off that fence and you never fall the right way. You never fall in service to God. So apathy is like saying, man, there's nothing else God can do with me. I could care less. God's not involved in any of this. Let me tell you something, friends. God is involved in 
everything. The Bible tells us we had a sermon on this yesterday, and I brought it up, Romans 12, 11, not slothful in business, or some people down south say slowful, uh, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And encourage the believer to be diligent when you serve the Lord, to be fervent, to be boiling over, to make it a difference. That, that word in the Greek, fervent, literally means to boil over. I want to boil over, Kevin. I want to be a Christian that's boiling over. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, the Bible says fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. That's the opposite of apathy. Apathy means lukewarm. You know, you just kind of let stuff happen. And uh, I was just looking up the word careless in the Bible. The word itself, careless, not carelessly, that's mentioned as well, but careless is mentioned eight times, and usually it has to do with a proud state. But, you know, apathetic in the terms of PTSD, where you're just like, you know what, man, what I've seen, the junk that I've been through, I don't care anymore. And I, I've talked to a lot of people, honestly, that's a very common thing with PTSD is just to say, I don't, I don't care anymore. I, I just don't care. And, um, you know, I was talking to someone that was in the, in the military and, you know, they, because they had to see people killed, they just got to the point where they said, you know what, I don't deserve to have any kind of a life. I don't care. Just, you know, I saw people lose theirs. So, um, you know, I'll just, if, if I lose mine, fine. But, um, you know, when you're feeling that way, it, you're really in a prison house and you're giving up hope and, you know, call on God out of that prison. You know, the scriptures say that, um, there was a king, and it was Zedekiah, I do believe, and I might be wrong. It might be Jehoiakim or Kin or Chin, one of those guys. Anyway, they went into captivity to Babylon, and they were there for years. And it says, in the such-and-such such year of the king of Babylon, did he lift up the head of king someone in prison, and whoever that Israelite king was, he had, his, he had his head lifted up, and then he was brought to the king's table, and he was, he was given meat. So basically, God started talking to a mover and shaker on the outside of the prison and said, you know what, let's get this guy set up better. He doesn't deserve that. He's, 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 he's worn out. He's, he's lost hope. And, um, you know, God wants to do that. Uh, David said in Psalm 3, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of mine head. And same thing, you know, God's the one that, that lifts our head up. So we may be in prison of, of PTSD, and we're just like, man, I cannot get past what happened. And the Lord's like, you know what? I can lift your head up, and I can get you out of this mess. And, uh, yeah, maybe you don't deserve to eat at my table, but who does? I want to set you back up and get you, you know, fed, get you some sustenance, get this bread of life going. And um, you may not deserve it, but I deserve to have you with me. What are you going to do? Yeah, there we go. And and folks, exactly. Serve a great God. Don't don't give up and say, uh, you know, there's nothing I can do anyway. I, I've always been a bad person. My life's always been upside down. Look at what happened to me. Exactly what Kevin's saying. If we're not careful, we can just give up on the things of God. And I don't think there'd be anything more sad than that. And I'll say this, and I've said it before probably six months ago, but the most miserable people on God's green earth are those people who are saved and not serving God. Those people who are not plugged into the power of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And when you're not plugged into that power and you're running around uh, afraid and, and, uh, and, and all that, let me tell you, man, I've been there. It's a terrible place to be. We find ourselves in the Word of God today. We're over 
over in the book of John. We're in chapter 6, starting in verse number 60, going through verse 66. And the Bible says, Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Whom can you hear? When Jesus knew in himself that disciples murmured at it and said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if you should see the Son, man, ascend up where he was before? If the Spirit then quickeneth, the flesh profiteth, <clears throat> I hate it when my computer goes dark right when I'm reading it, uh, nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are the Spirit and they are alive. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who would betray him. And he said, therefore, I said unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. From the time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. And you want to talk about apathy, man, I'm just giving up. I, I don't understand. Mm. I, my life's upside down. He, and, and the Lord even says in there, this is a hard saying. And some of his disciples, they, they just didn't want to wrap their brain around it. They didn't mm. want to pray about it. They didn't want to put anything into it. And folks, there could be nothing worse by us, his people, by us not wanting to wrap our head around something, not wanting to study God's word, not wanting to be in the Bible, not wanting to be making a difference. And then Jesus addresses that offense and he talks to them about their murmurings. He said, is this teaching offensive to you? What's going on? Is it bothering you that I'm telling you the things about life? Mm -hmm. and, and folks, as I pass this over to Kevin, I want you to think about something. Are you being bothered when you hear the things about eternal life? Are you being bothered when you hear the things about Christ? If you are, you're just like these other cats who are bailing. Well, you know, a lot of people do exactly what you're talking about there. Not only God offends them, but, you know, God allows an offense into their life through someone else. And and that offender is coming into their life can cause apathy because you say, oh, man, things were going so good. Great. You know, here we go again. And, you know, you can get triggered by the fact that there's um, all of these um you know, things that are just not the way you expected. And these disciples that were following him were expecting bread. And instead, they get this sermon where Jesus said, my flesh is meat indeed. You got to eat my flesh. You got to drink my blood. And I can't help thinking that was actually a test. It offended them because if they believed in Christ, they would have said, okay, I get it. We need to have you, not that they understood it completely, but we need to have you in us. And whatever that means, it's not physical. It must not mean physical because God said, do not drink blood. And he said, you got to drink my blood. So obviously he's talking about spiritually, but they still didn't see it. And they got so offended. They got so triggered by his uh, sermon that instead of uh, pursuing it for what it was, was, which was humility, they had to, uh, they just got stuck. Yeah, getting stuck is a tough place to be. Hey, folks, hang with us. We're going to go ahead and do what the radio stations need us to do. We'll be right back. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. You know, there's a challenge to accepting uh, difficult truths and studying God's word and, 
And we're challenged to do exactly that, to understand things, to throw ourselves in, to grapple with difficult concepts. I have friends of mine that will watch YouTube all night and, you know, uh, you know, put on new fuel injectors on their car. We'll rebuild the radio system in the dashboard for 14 straight days and, and then get it perfect and bring six friends over uh, who look at the radio with them. But here we got this God and we got the Holy Spirit to illuminate these things we do now right now and the spirit came after christ left to the disciples and so there's a there's this very important thing about having spiritual discernment there's you know part of our lives as christians is spiritual discernment we don't go down the road and make people prophets uh, uh, we have no prophets there's a sign out here on the highway heading towards spartanburg where you can see the prophet john and the prophet Janie, and uh, you can listen to what these prophets ordained by god can tell you about their lives and you say well how does people do that because they're not accepting the challenge to accept the difficult truths they're turning around and running they have an apathy among those crazy times so that it's really important to have spiritual discernment it's really important to do the things of god it's really important to trust that you know faith in spiritual realities you know it shouldn't be hard it should be what we do every single day so some of you might say to yourself well doug how do we do that well we study the word of god we uh, be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Kevin talked about his favorite verses, Romans 12, 1 and 2. And number two says, mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good in the perfect will of God. And, and, and folks, we've got a responsibility to have that discernment. We've got a responsibility to trust the spiritual realities. We've got a responsibility to learn the difficult. And, and Kevin, if we do that, things change. Yeah. Yeah, I was just looking at the scripture there in, in our text where it says uh, that Jesus said, some of you don't believe, and he's talking about Judas and, um, you know, who believe, who sh- they, they that were, they that believe not and who should betray him. So talking about Judas and talking about the Christ rejected yeah. uh, ones in the audience. But verse 65, he said, therefore I said unto you what we read the other day, that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of the Father. And that's not talking about selection of, of someone to heaven and someone to hell. It's talking about it takes a work of God. Now, the thing was, he lighteth every man that cometh into the world. We learned that in John chapter 1. So everything in John chapter 6 was him turning the light on. And when you're not receiving the light, unfortunately, it becomes darkness. And we see that. He was preaching wonderful things about, I'm the bread come from heaven. I'm like the manna. And they kept rejecting it until he's like, yeah, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. It just seemed to get harder, you know. And they said, this is a hard saying. And, you know, it says in the book of um, 1 Samuel, I think, chapter 18, um, and Psalm 118, under the pure that will show thyself pure, but under the froward that will show thyself froward. And you know what? God has a way of looking like in, in people's mind what's in their heart. If, you, if you're looking at the world through the eyes of a thief, you're going to see pure people, even God, as taking things from you. When you are a liar, you're seeing a liar under every rock. 
you know, you're seeing a, a demon under every <laughs> rock. You're seeing a bunch of stuff that's not really out there, and you're projecting. I've seen this. There was someone that that uh, was giving me a hard time a while back. I mean, just a, a bad player. And he, what what he did in with everyone else in his life uh, that he didn't like that would not give him credence, he projected what he was guilty of on them, and he was a narcissist. But um, – yeah. No, what, what like you're saying, we're talking about getting a savior by faith and um, coming to him by faith because he is, you know, uh, he has initiated. You know, we're we're in darkness. He initiates it with light. He does that to everybody. And the more we say, "I see the light and I like it." The more we come to him reminds me, Doug, of the mission field story that there was a uh, <clears throat> a tribe of people in darkness just knew nothing about the true living God, but they were religious because lost people know there's a God. They feel it in their conscience and they see it in creation. And the witchcraft slash the witch witch doctor slash tribe leader um, was doing his rituals and he got so so empty he, he went to a high tree and said the highest tree you could find in the jungle he climbed to the top of the tree he lifted his hands up in the air and said oh god there must be something more than this please send more light and shortly thereafter some missionaries came through the jungle and said we'd like to speak and he said yes please do and the message message they preached was john chapter 8 i am the light of the world he that cometh to me shall not abide in darkness but shall find the light of life and that's what jesus was doing here he was coming to them and uh, unfortunately most of them were not saying we need more light and they missed it yeah that's a terrible thing what a great illustration though to go with what we're talking about today and i just can't help but think another thing pointed out in this verse and and kevin had mentioned this a little while ago is the reality of unbelief and betrayal not all who follow christ not all that are sitting next to you at church not all who say that christians are following christ there there there's some who are not i mean look at the treasurer look at judas and and uh, we have to remember that you know you know we're not fruit inspectors no it's more than that it's about accepting jesus christ and following the holy spirit of god which indwells within our heart and say hey there's something off about that dude right there you know that's Mm. That, that guy's messier than a soup sandwich. And if you ever try to make a soup sandwich, get a couple of pieces of sunbeam bread and pour a can of tomato soup on there and tell me how unmessy that is. It's a, there's some messy people out there. I think that's the first time Kevin heard that one. So there's <laughs> I've a, heard it from you, yeah, but that's it. There, there's a reality of belief and unbelief. And the reality is belief. You accept Christ, you're with Christ, but you know, inside of that reality, inside of that particular thing is everything you need inside of that is everything you need to live, everything you need to go through the death that's appointed to you once, and then to pass from life. And, uh, and it's all in there when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and savior. So if you had that rejoice in that, and I was listening to Kevin's story room, reminded me years ago the president of the agnostic situate uh the agnostic group of the entire united states of america they actually have conferences and say uh, we don't believe there is a god and we don't care i mean they take it they take atheists to a new level and the president of that i mean the elected president was a pilot with southwest airlines years ago and he was flying into love field in dallas texas 
And his plane crashed. And as his plane was crashing, he lost the reality of the plane's engines. They broke. So, I mean, they're, they're literally crashing. Everybody on this plane's dying. In the last transmission on the black box and on the tower recordings is this, oh, God, help me. And folks, don't get to that point. Don't get to the point of, oh, God, help me. Right now, right here, you have everything you need. Right here, right now, you serve a great and wonderful God. Folks, we want to remind you that September 11th through September 15th, we're at Camp Joy, Wisconsin, Whitewater, just a short drive from the Milwaukee Airport or anywhere, really, in the United States and Canada. We'd love to have you. It's a quick flight and uh, plenty of cheap rental cars. It's a great place. Don't go through Chicago uh, if you're going to rent a car. The flight may be a little cheaper, but rent I mean, there's more taxes in Chicago uh, than you can shake a stick at. It would make a Democrat proud on a bad day how many taxes are out there. It's more per day for taxes in Chicago to rent a car than it is for the car rental. And uh, I think a couple things that come out of this today, uh, again, apathy, don't give up, folks. Don't say, there's nothing else God can do with me. That's terrible. Apathy, I'm just going to leave this church, leave this. I don't feel like I'm going to stop that. Dig into God's word, wrap your head around it. Uh, if you'll go on YouTube to fix a radio or fix a vacuum cleaner for 20 hours, give God an hour or two a day. We mm. sure do love you folks. We can't wait for you to come back tomorrow's Friday. Thanks. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.